Hey, Feral Audio consumer, did you know Feral Audio's got a new survey? Hey, I am a Feral Audio consumer, even though you're not talking about that, and I didn't know that. I am talking about that. Man, we're on a mission to get to know our listeners a little better, and that means you. So basically, these surveys, they kind of help us get information about what you like, right? I guess so. Your participation in these surveys it, uh, makes a difference for everyone making podcasts at Feral. It's a super easy way to support the shows you love. Um, so we appreciate you helping out. I mean, I'll say I don't, I, I, but that's just me. I don't like the idea of, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the idea of a survey. Right. Please feel free to let someone at Farrell know that you wish I lost weight. I, you can seriously in advance go fuck yourself. Not, I don't think these are the survey questions. Okay. No, no I, I imagine it's more like, who are you? Like, like what if we find out that there's like, you know, a bunch of asexual listeners, you know, and right. that, and that the, they in particular don't have, uh, uh, they don't feel feel like they have a their point of view represented like the great thing about podcasting networks is like it's very low overhead to create a podcast so this survey is a great first step to to, to help us build a better feral audio that that includes like if representation is your jam or it just like your interests you know are you, right uh, are you into football would you never for instance ever buy a football app if it was advertised to you, is that not helpful to you? Right, right. We can we can tailor make connections between audiences and, right. and, and, and the advertising. This survey is going to exactly help out those kinds of issues because we don't know you don't like football. Um, you can find the survey at feralaudio.com slash survey. That's feralaudio.com slash survey. You're helping yourselves. The Feral Audio, the Feral Audio survey. You'll float too. <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by last rampage the new true crime film starring robert patrick heather graham and bruce davison and we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie so uh, my name is alvaro rodriguez i'm the screenwriter for the last rampage as a writer to me I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um, you know kind of horror genre, thriller, or action movie, or kids movie, or, you know, different kinds of things. And it was always more, I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before, but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of, um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who, you know, had been in and out of institutions from the time he was, you know, a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed um, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family-centered in, in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, 
get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. California! Yeah. Meltdown Comics! Yeah. There's no theater! Sing it, Freddy. Guess what, everybody? Carmentown is now in session. Welcome to the stage, the mayor of Hermantown, Dan Herman. Thank you. And a, a, weird, a weird thing happened there because I, I heard cheering and I was preoccupied and I, we're relaxed now. We've done a lot of these shows, so I was kind of like, I was just coming in and I thought for a second because I heard, I heard cheering and then I heard silence, and then I and then I looked and it, I thought. I ran up halfway because I thought that I thought you had introduced me and I was right. lagging, and then and then I so then I came up halfway and froze like a rabbit, and then you finished introducing me during which I kind of slinked back like a cobra, and then I sprang up. It was kind of it was it was the podcast introduction equivalent of uh, two guys in the men's room doorway when you're kind of like <laughs> you don't know yeah I, I, normally I, I try to keep the thing rolling and you know like logically when it's time for you to come up but I was moved by a queen uh, musical interlude to, to, uh, to pause for a moment ah see yeah or as they say in music I went I went tacit oh. uh, Jeff you know how you know how the people have the uh, what would Jesus do it's a question they ask themselves keep some <laughs> Keeps them on point. Yes. Uh, uh, in a Christian sense. What would Jesus do? It's a yardstick. It's a guideline. Uh, I have, uh, I decided today, this morning, my, uh, my, I have a new Twitter guideline, which is, uh, why is Tony Danza following me? <laughs> and and, and how, do, how, how do I make that keep happening? <laughs> <laughs> How long has he been following? I'm you? not sure. I don't know if there's a. Is there a way to know that? Yeah. Can, can you date stamp when somebody started following you? Yeah. That, that sounds like an invasion of privacy that I. I, I don't think this this society would put up with. <laughs> Well, but how do you use uh, why is Tony Danza following me as a yardstick of because morality? It, because it, because it, 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 it's it's you know how when you're in an argument you should you should stop and take deep breaths. Oh, breaths aren't good. It's like letting your auto out. Whatever shit you're in. Just step back and imagine Tony Danza's watching. Uh, like, like, for me, maybe it's a different person for you guys. Like, it's it's just like it's not because I'm afraid of letting Tony Danza down, but it's but I also don't have contempt for him. Right. So it's like he's kind of like the ultimate stranger. 
The ultimate boss. <laughs> the, the, he, 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 I'm not sure if he's the boss, but uh, yeah, he's. I don't know. It's just the idea that Tony Danza. Like, I, like, I, like, it would be a nightmare for me to have Tony Danza be reading me getting to, into arguments about about you know uh, political correctness or something with a 17 year old or something. And I, I, my worst, I, well, not my worst nightmare, but it's just like it's a nightmare that keeps you in check. It's like Tony Danza's picking out a shirt and he's looking through his phone and he's. He's like, yeah, I don't need this. Yeah. I mean, I think I, but, I didn't buy a ticket to this ride. But I, I, there's a possibility that like you've done something right to make D- Tony Danza follow you, and yeah. then maybe you could cross a line and do something that would make him not follow you, so that you could use that as a moral compass. Like, yeah, but I think I mean, what would what would Tony Danza unfollow me for, for doing? Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So anyways, I don't know. Just give it a shot. See if it changes your behavior this week. But there's no control group. We don't know what you did that made him follow you. It might have been bad behavior. We don't know. Yeah, what... he might have been like, I like that guy. He's, he's bad. <laughs> he's like me. He's like young Tony Danza. He's got, he's got spunk. <laughs> well, yeah, but... Somebody, somebody said there was a community episode where we referenced uh, who's the boss and stuff. But he's following like a thousand three hundred people. Oh, really? Yeah. So he 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 does he, he casts a wide net. He's got. He's but got you, know, he, you know who else cast a wide net? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a fisherman of followers. Yeah. Yeah. There's that story about the two footprints, and then Jesus says like that. The, that was when I was checking my tumbler. <laughs> Dumb. That was dumb. It was, but it was improvised, it was so close. it's allowed to be kind of dumb. It was so close that uh, <laughs> if you didn't if you didn't back off it, it would have stood as a good joke. Yeah, well, like if I like if I if I hadn't put those like Woody Allen hesitations in there, I don't know. I think that, I think that's the salt on my steak. Wait, which is good for you, me. I like steak? salty steak. But but you hesitate, you hesitate a lot. Yeah, like, like if I yeah, then that's always me salting my food. Like for their food, their food. I saw I'm putting a little pepper on it, but with my little stammers, my, I kind of like, eh, I'm not sure about this. Wait, they're premeditated? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything's. Wait, all, all the time you're stammering is a, is a huge Woody Allen construct that you've, you, you have a complete handle on? Yeah. I could, I could talk about anything as if I'm totally confident in myself, well, but what, no one likes that. That's what, uncharismatic. Dan, just to, just, just to try it out, let's spend the next three or four minutes where you never stammer. Just, all mean, right. Even if the show's. <laughs> Even if the show should suffer for your, uh, for, for us uh, right. losing that timing and that and to that. show you what I mean, yeah. I will do this for you. All right, nice okay. and clean. Real Moving on, can okay. we continue with the rest of the podcast? I would, I, I would love to. Dan. All right, then we shall. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our corrections section. This is the moment of the show when we correct things that we've done wrong, Jeff, okay. in the past. Wait. Are you implying that we've ever said anything wrong? Even things that we think we might have done wrong is worth a correction. It tells the people listening that we care. Uh, and, and by uh, I don't mean uh. <laughs> you meant to say like, oh. I'm like absolutely positive. Our first correction is, uh, this is the thing that I wanted to correct. Last week, Jeff, remember when I mentioned that guy that said that the podcast got him through Hurricane Sandy? Yes. 
it, to me, it sounded when I listened to it as if I was rolling my eyes when I described it a little bit. Do you remember what I'm talking about? When I listened back to it, to me, it sounded as if I was mocking or ironic about how I appreciated the guy and how much he liked Harmontown and how he said it had gotten him through Hurricane Sandy. I had a certain patois in my voice. Our, sar- our sarcasa patois. I, I, I said, uh, at the end of it, I said, and it got him through Hurricane Sandy. It, sat, it sounded like my head was wiggling and my eyes were rolling. And that was absolutely not the intention. I was very flattered by this gentleman. I spoke with him in the parking lot. I had a wonderful time with him. So wherever you are, mister, wherever, whatever your name is, I love you. What's that? Someone say something? Of course not. This is a very structured show. And so far, so far, no stutters. Yeah. And don't you think it's gotten more boring? And- I, no, 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 no. I, less charming? I, I, like, no, don't no, you no, trust no, no, me less? No, I sound like Walter no, Cronkite. I actually think the show is uh, the, the show is better when it's clearer and, and there's more articulation. <laughs> it's making me very nervous. Well, w- what we've created is a uh, is is a, a balloon full of tension, and it, w- the moment you stutter, it's going to be a. You're big letting pain. it out. You're yeah. like it's like a tantrum when you stutter. Oh, that was almost. Oh a boy. Yeah. All right. It's almost... Moving on to our next topic. <laughs> Ah, yes. Is this a a topic where you go back in time and talk talk like somebody from the 1890s? Well, this is how people talk when they're not stuttering. They talk talk like their words are scripted. You're on thin ice. When you start riffing. When you start riffing. Jeff, I was very amused to have a Twitter exchange on Twitter today. In speaking about net neutrality, I threw out what I thought was a reasonable metaphor. I was trying to uh, behoove people. God damn it. <laughs> I was trying to get people to understand the importance of gatekeeping within media by using the example of pre-Lutherian Vatican-endorsed Latin Bible. <laughs> To be quite honest, I haven't heard a thing you said since you, since, since you weren't stuttering because I'm trying to be the stutter cop right now. Uh, well, listen to what I'm saying, okay. Jack. All right. Jeff. I reached in warning, in warning about the, you made me do that. I said in warning to, I max headroomed on the in warning because of what you said about counting my stutters. You, if I'm yeah. conscious of you counting my stutters, I'm going to okay, stutter. Okay, now, now I'm not. I, I let it go. All right. I, all, all I'm saying is that I, now I have the song queued up if you do stutter. There, there, there is, a, there is a, a musical sting that might happen. I might have to speak more slowly. Well, take a breath. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you, you see how good that felt and how good that sounded? Normally, don't tell me what to do. When I start stuttering again, I'd like to talk about that impression <laughs> and how hurtful it is. But right now, I'm cool as a cucumber and know everything I'm about to say, even before I say it. What if you made it through the whole show and never stuttered? It would be boring, is my prediction. I, I, I see. I think not. I think that. I think it would lose something. I think it would be like eating a boiled yam. As opposed to a fresh, crisp... <laughs> right out of the ground. Everyone loves a dirty, raw... 
wonderful yeah. earth nurtured yam. Yeah. Just uh, just yeah. with yeah. the bugs still on it, yeah. pull it out of the ground. And, and asking the question, why did we ever boil yams? <laughs> <laughs> these things these things don't need our help. This is a hate crime boiling this yam. <laughs> this thing was perfect. God wanted this in my mouth. I can't believe he grew it in the ground. Uh <laughs> Normal people say uh sometimes. We're, we're not we're not gonna call us or mm's stutter. We're, mm. we're, we're, we're talking about the. Mm. No, uh, uh, Dan, I'm only gonna bust you on. Or not bust you. I'm only going to like throw the flag on the play when it goes when off it, the rails. When, when you go like. Duh, 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 duh. Also, I do that too. All right. So, someone just laughed like that. <laughs> so, guys, this laugh has a stutter. <laughs> Okay, Just what were we talking about? Could you please remind me? Bible. Net neutrality. Net neutrality? Latin. Latin. Bible. Latin Bibles, net neutrality. Thank you very much, uh, you scattered people. Uh, it must be strange to be so unfocused. I bet you wish you could speak publicly. Anyhow. In- Speaking about net neutrality on Twitter today, I used that metaphor for the dangers of gatekeeping in society. Remember when Bibles were only in Latin, poor people couldn't know Latin, you had to access God through another class of people. I didn't think anybody thought that that was ever a good thing. This guy took exception to my comments, which I found amazing. Which guy? This guy. Just a guy. I mean, I have 250,000 followers. You'd expect that if I talked about... Brag-o-brag. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> my intention was not, what do you mean, not which... to hurt your feelings. <laughs> What do you mean, which guy? Believe me, believe me, sir, the volume of my followership <laughs> it mitigates the quality of my life. It's a burden I bear. I'm not bragging, I'm complaining. If I were to talk you, about you, you zebras... Almost, by trying not to stammer, you get a little British. I'm thinking about what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe try. Maybe, to... maybe get like Game of Thrones, like your favorite like British character, and see if that elongates your vowels and helps you out. Don't come on. I'm just trying to help. Man. It seems like you're not trying to help. I am. No, I'm absolutely trying to help. It seems like you're Camp Mohawk in Meatballs, and I'm doing a teacup race for two people. Two people. A lot of, lot of gray-haired men <laughs> pumping their fists right now. And by a lot, I mean two. No, no. I, I'm definitely the evil ski instructor right now. I'm, 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 you, so You can't make it down this slope, Dan. Don't, don't frazzle me. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to help, I swear to God. This young gentleman was, to me, absurdly defensive of... The Holy Roman Empire. I thought I had seen everything. We are getting dangerously close to the day, and you'll call this an exaggeration. Some people will call this offensive in and of itself, but we, it feels as though we are getting dangerously close to the day when someone's finally, once and for all, going to say on the internet, 
I'm sick and tired of this Hitler metaphor being a, a can we can just kick whatever we want. <laughs> Hitler this, Hitler that. Like, he's just the definition of bad. How do you think that makes me feel as a Hitler lover? <laughs> We're getting pretty close to that because this guy was... He was up in arms. He said... Uh, uh, us, are, us are okay. Mm. <laughs> He said, <laughs> his point was that he is a Catholic churchgoer. According to his biography on Twitter, he's a poly. Glot, glottal, glottist? What do they call themselves? Uh, a polyglot, yes. Okay. Who speaks multi multiple languages? Yeah. One of them being Latin. He goes to Latin Mass. He's tired of this stereotype, I think, where people that speak Latin are just a bunch of assholes. <laughs> and the world history idea that we all learned in world history, maybe this is an American thing. Maybe this guy lives in Frankfurt. Maybe he lives in Rome. I don't know. But it made me think, holy cow, really anything no sooner have you conquered something than something becomes the underdog. I was kind of not realizing that I was just using the Vatican as a whipping boy because it's an easy because I thought no one could get offended. Like, but what about people who love the Vatican? There's a million of them. <laughs> There's a couple hundred million of them, I'm sure, or a billion. Yeah. He's, so, so are, are you on the side of the Catholic Church now? I have always been on the side of anyone who wants to atone with the unknown through a religion of their choosing. I would never want to be guilty of impinging on anyone's freedom of religion. I think that's terrible. That's why I've stood up here before, and it's been kind of weird minefield, because we have a very intelligent group of kids who come to us. By the way, I love you guys. You're my kids. Except for the four gray-haired guys who know meat meatballs. Also, also my children. Uh, and I theirs. I learn from you guys. We, we are a happy family. I would never change a single one of you. Except Keith in the back. I'm just kidding. There's no Keith. Are there any Keiths here tonight? Wow. I went to Duncan Trussell's live podcast at the Improv. I talked a little bit. Of, I talked a little bit about God there, and I got applauded for it. You guys give me a hard time. You're very atheistic, very wait, intelligent, wait, 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 wait. very skeptical people. It's very strange. I imagine there's got to be a huge overlap between Duncan's is it, is audience and this audience, right? What, what did you say about God there? Maybe they would have applauded the same monologue here. Here, you, you came down... No, like, because you, I, you I tried said, to start your own religion a while ago. And you were roundly booed for that. I would guess on Duncan Trussell's show, you came in a little lower than, than, than Jim Jones. I can't... Well, speaking smoothly, I can't interject and jackhammer right. you out right, of this. Yeah, yeah. Dan, you're off the hook. You, you made it. Dan Harper, didn't stop. <laughs> That's the music that would have played if you had stuttered. 
like mocking asylum no. music. What was that? What was that? Quick, boogie, boogie. You made it a good what? 10, 15 minutes? That was, that was, yeah. Was I, but, didn't say, but, I don't like that guy. I don't think I, that seems like a boring, like like old but, school radio. It, like, it, it, uh, what it was was because because it was so measured. It sounded really intimidating that you were, you were holding something back that might have like you were you were not saying what you really meant. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was scary. I, I don't like. I, I prefer the other version. Yeah, you want to know what's for sale here? What's going on behind my ears? No one came here because I went to broadcasting school. Yeah. I did not slave for hours, years, decades, millennia in the stand-up minds. You, you, you notice that you haven't stuttered since we stopped. I'm, it's like, uh, I'll do it on purpose, but whatever. But, but, but I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, when I want to uh, find the words... Yeah. Whatever. How did we get on this? What is this? Like, it, 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 it wasn't us making fun of you stammering. I stammer and stutter and mumble and all kinds of shit. It was, it was a, a, an experiment. All right. That's not all right. <laughs> God and atheism and meatballs. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you guys. You, 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 you Wait, yeah, so you're accusing uh, this crowd of, of hating you loving God or hating you hating God? or. Lo- our our crowd has a little bit less. You know, Duncan talks a lot about like, uh, uh, you know, religious pursuits on his podcast. He t- he has religious experiences. He's really into Ram Dass and and uh, eating things that make you see that, that sheep are watching and you know, whatever. He he, re- he reads books. Or and, that mu- that mushroom Jesus thing. Uh, yeah, and 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 so his you know his crowd includes more. I think the fringe of his audience I picture as being like genuinely like like almost tie dyed in uh, silhouette. <laughs> tie dyed in silhouette. I was trying to think of tie dyed. That's in, the most in, poetic thing you've ever said. I should have I just said tie dyed. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the fringe of our audience I think is like like ac- has actual. Surgically augmented pointed ears. <laughs> These are fringes, and I love all of those people. I, I I can't. I don't know who of those two I love more, but those two. And and sometimes you might see a really nice, fun road movie about those two having to cross the country together. Uh, they do. They they often uh, travel in the same circles because neither of them would judge each other. But 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 one guy is like, mm, I I beg to differ about the thing that you said the other day. I did some research myself. And then the other guy's like, yeah, that's what I keep saying. Let's get naked. <laughs> no, Keith, we're not. Stop, Keith, stop, stop Keith. pushing your nude agenda. <laughs> you look great in tie-dye. Leave it at that. Uh, and I was just like, like in, the, in that show, I don't know, I just kind of, we were talking about writing and the creative process. I got a little spiritual about it, and I felt, I felt less punished than I do here sometimes. It's because you're smart. <laughs> I know. Whereas Duncan Trussell's audience, they're not. Part. No, they're not the opposite of smart. I was, I was trying to make them feel better, not make other people feel worse. <sighs> I shouldn't have gone down this road. Boy, that guy that defended Latin, what an asshole. <laughs> wait, wait, so his, his angle was he's tired of he's tired of having, having Latin kicked around the block. 
Yeah, his is is. I mean, I would I would happily do like a like if somebody could pull up the Twitter conversation, I would I would we could do like a love letters thing. <laughs> but uh, I, I I I lack the facility. I think I'll, I'll I'm just looking at my Evernote uh, thing, which I think is 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 it's all tapped except for uh, Aaron went to this camp last three days. Aaron was at a, a special camp for hipsters. I, I think. <laughs> It's called Server Lake. That, 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 that sounds dismissive. I, I, it's, 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 it's just the... It, I think it's better to say it was a camp for hipsters and, instead of saying what it is so that you're silently in your head going, so a hipster camp? <laughs> I think you can... I think you can they, they, were, they were very activated, young, <laughs> independent business uh, entrepreneurs who were teaching each other and learning from each other how to, how to, how to, how to live in a new world business-wise on the internet and whittle and make s'mores and <laughs> like they did they did camp stuff but Punch they were leather and shit. but they were yeah they were doing camp stuff and having like seminars and stuff and but weirdly counterintuitively uh whereas if you go to like xoxo it's like holy shit here's your hashtag here's your thing i mean because obviously we're fucking this conference is about technology where we encourage you to gram it and Tumble it and f- flip, flip it, flip its fa- face nipple. Flip his face nipple. It's new. It's face nipple. N i p p l. But in brackets, with a two after it for no reason. Uh, the the um, but but this place they took their phones. Where was this And they place? never gave them back. Okay. I, they I, had to whittle new phones before I, they were allowed to leave. Until, until you tell me, or Aaron tells me otherwise, I'm, I'm imagining they're all in teepees up in Big Bear. Like, I, I, I it was Big Bear. Really? Yeah. I know, because Aaron left her luggage there. And I said, where was this place? I didn't even know where she was. It occurred to me, like, like what if she had gotten hurt? Wait, you can bring luggage, but not a phone. And it's in Big Bear. <laughs> yeah, you can bring... And you no, st- do, do you, you can st- bring your phone, but it's, it's gone for three days. Do you like, stay in a tent? Uh, well, a cabin? The, the, that that is a question she'll have to answer. Uh, uh, but she, I also she had she did, I knew she'd come back with one good story. My definition of a good story is always a lot of uh, Schadenfreude and pain and like just unfairness happening in front of everybody. What's the name of this convention or this camp? Uh, and I, I want to know how it all began. And is this the first or seventeenth year or like? I want to know all about. This well, it's a, well, she'll give you all the details. Okay. Why don't we just bring her up, a- Aaron? Are you? I, I wish I wish that had gone on for ten minutes. <laughs> she was just <laughs> World's best podcast. <laughs> she was staring off into space like an autistic six year old <laughs> while doing a Bobby Brown derived uh, hoochie hoochie, train, hoochie, hoochie, yeah. hoochie gyration, yeah. but it was it was combined with a strange uh, final episode of Saint Elsewhere, just <laughs> gazing up to the point where I thought it was going to be one of those stories where, and that's and then we realized she was an insulin shock, and we didn't know she would. That's when we we took her to the emergency room. They said she's been diabetic for six years. She, 
Oh boy. That last night at the last night of camp there was a dance and it was future themed. So I dressed as I dressed as Barf uh, from Spaceballs. <laughs> and I bought I bought this giant uh, Spaceballs fans out here. <laughs> I bought this giant coverall thing in like 7X because I wanted I was gonna stuff it but I didn't. And I realized halfway through the dance that you couldn't see my body moving, like I was working so hard to dance, but it just looked like I was <laughs> all covered up. Like a bobblehead. Yeah. I, and I was drunk and I like took a rope and I was like trying to tie it around my waist and I was trying to explain to people like I've been dancing. I've been cheating you of moves. I've got to get a leash around them so you can so I can take them around. I've been jiggy the whole time. <laughs> Um, so the, the camp, it's, uh, it's put on by this really great organization in L.A. called uh, Unique L.A. Is anyone familiar with Unique L.A.? Woo! Woo! Yeah! And the crowd went, whoa. <laughs> um, they, have a, uh, they have a building called the Unique Space in downtown L.A., and it's just about, like, I don't know, cultivating community between, like, artists and entrepreneurs. And uh, they do a lot of, like, made-in-L.A. type things. And so the camp is called the Unique Camp. And, uh, and it's uh, camp, their, their acronym is uh, Cultivate Ambition Map Possibilities. I mean, come on, haters. <laughs> chill out, chill out. I tell out you, a they bit. hate God, too. Well, <laughs> cultivate. Cultivate ambition, map possibilities, just because they wanted to. Basically, it's like, it's, it's just people that they love. They wanted to spell it's the word. It's people camp. that love. <laughs> Chocolate, <laughs> uh, almonds, marzipan, creative, pussy. ambitious, um, multi ethnic progress. It's a. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 basically just this very fun camp themed thing where different like creative people that are it's mostly like self made people that are artists and business. I really had no business being there. Like over, <laughs> I kept on changing my introduction because like in every <laughs> in every group you have to say like I'm so and so and I founded Eco Shoes and I'm like I'm Aaron and I. Invented calcium. <laughs> I was the fireman with the GoPro on his head when that kitten got oxygen. I, I assume that was more viral than maybe it was. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty viral, yeah. What was I yours? Mean, what was yours, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff went, then I went. <laughs> now, now it's your turn to make fun of you. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's very neat if you're uh, are, look, so, look it up. So, you, so, wait, you, you said you changed your introduction. What were, what, what was the uh, no, the, the evolution of your introductions? <laughs> this is humiliating. Um, well, I so I think my first introduction I said uh, I do. Hi, I'm Mary McGathy. Um, I do. I mean, because the truth is, like, I went because like I I have all these different interests and I have my fingers in so many different pies. And I guess technically I'm a freelancer, but I have my podcast and performing but I make things and so I was trying to like figure that all out and um so so that's why that's why I went just for fun and I also love summer camp <sighs> um <laughs> I just got back a couple hours ago I'm very sunburnt and I feel a little uh, uh woozy from what the was the li- what was the list of things okay that you okay sorry sorry, sorry, oh, so sorry. Driving, Hi, driving up there in the car your introduction that you had planned for it was what well I had no I I did not plan an introduction um i was very intimidated by the groups because like i'm saying like there there is an astronomer who studies black holes at dartmouth 
and there is like you know all these people that have created all these things that a lot of you guys I'm sure use. Um, but my so so I was like, hi, I'm Aaron. I do uh, comedy and like stuff, and sometimes a big cake. And uh, okay, <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> and then and then I like you know once I wrote something, so I was like, hey, I'm a writer, and uh, but like not really not actively, but like okay. Um, That's going to be so annoying to hear on the podcast. I'm sorry, listeners. I I hate it when I do that bobcat voice. Um, I, uh, yeah, so I I refined it to, I host a podcast called This Feels Terrible, and I do these other things, and I want to kind of bring them all together and and figure out how to, like, cultivate the community of that. All right, so, (laughs) took Erin out to dinner. I didn't take her out. She took me out. Wait, took each other out. You You took me out. I paid for valet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we were we 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 haven't been apart more than well, this is probably the longest we've ever been apart. Yeah, right? and definitely the longest without talking. Uh, and I was so excited because I knew something. There's got to be something, and you did not disappoint. After a lot of boring stuff about this hunky astronomer guy that swept you off your feet. Never. <laughs> His name is Kevin, uh, and he's. <laughs> He's amazing. He's going to be my next guest on This Feels Terrible. He's really incredible. He like, knows all the stuff about black holes, and he's a huge fan of Rick and Morty. And Which is supposed boy, to make me feel be- good when he's fucking you. <laughs> Hi, honey, I'm home. Uh, you better love my cartoon, mister. <laughs> Finish up and get out of here. Or stay, we'll play catchphrase later. <laughs> Oh, and Jeff, I made I made a bunch of people play catchphrase. So alienated a lot of people with the rules. Who, who ran it? Well, come on. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> all right, all right. So, so anyway, anyway, the horse story. The horse so Aaron story. Tells the horse me story. The horse story. Okay. So, I think this is like to me. This is like a parable. <laughs> what happened? I mean, you're building it up. I'm gonna make myself comfortable. Comfortable. Um, so so yesterday, um, I, um, <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm just gonna be myself. And uh, myself wants to be comfortable. So uh, yesterday, did you, le- I... did you, did you learn uh, that at camp? <laughs> she, she learned it, technically. She learned it from Kevin under the stars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah gra- I mean... gravity is like just another stool under your feet. <laughs> That's Cassiopeia up there. You know, she sacrificed herself for her lover. Oh, I wish I knew someone. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of holes, <laughs> Kevin, the stars aren't under move. my blouse. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I definitely have the glow of camp. Dan Dan didn't recognize me when I came to the car. <laughs> well, you were wearing this 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 knit shawl. Is that an accurate description? Yeah, like a knit shawl and a yeah. baseball cap. Because I want a scavenger hunt, so I got a baseball cap. And I it just <laughs> I, I looked right at her, and I and I and then and then just went right back to listening to Radio Lab, waiting for my fiance to come to the car. But and then the car Car door open. I went ah because because this knit shawl scavenger from Sector Seven, this 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 person that was dressed unlike anything I'd ever seen, Aaron and like like was coming into my car. I was like, oh my god, you're not you're not the the strange. Uh, I don't know. I for some for some reason I I have no idea what happened, but in my head you were an Asian woman. I I just projected a race onto you. Yeah. I don't know if that, well, to me that's an outside. Asian shawl or I don't know what was in my head because obviously all, all, all those knit shawl ball cap wearing Asians. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's not. Let's. So, uh, so like Dan was saying, at the camp there are all these uh, camp 
activities that you could do in addition to these workshops. And I signed up for horseback riding, and it was the last horseback riding session of the weekend. This was last night. And uh, they said on the sheet, come right at 5 o'clock, because... Uh, you know, they didn't say it. They didn't explain why. I, uh... <laughs> Take our word for it. <laughs> you want to ride a horse? There's Beyond an appointment time. involved. Um, and I was very excited. So I was like 10 minutes early and was like, you know, looking at the horses and, and you know, imagining which one I would ride. And uh, the, there were like 10 other women who showed up exactly on time. We get this talk from the horse training person who uh, who says... Yeah, I'm so glad you guys are here on time because it's so important for us all to be here on time and all hear this explanation together because these horses are very particular. And we get on these logs with, uh, with, with, uh, what do you call horse ropes? Reins. 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 Or or leaders. Reins. Okay. So we, uh. Horse ropes. They should just call them horse ropes for God's sake. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of ropes used with horses. Um, so we. So we're sitting on these logs. We go through this entire training session with the, with this woman, and we see somebody walking uh, from from the, from the camp because the horse stuff is kind of far away from the from the bunks and everything. We see someone walking, and the leader like waves at her. Is like, "Are you horse?" horse? And she just kind of <laughs> casually waves back, and she does a like hurry, and and the woman just walks at her same pace like she's a very fit athletic young woman just like walking slowly while she's going over this thing so the instructor's like okay well we'll we'll move we'll move on and clearly this person's just taking a, a walk and was waving uh, eventually this woman arrives and she's come after the entire explanation and the the leader the uh, the horse instructor lady said um, oh I she's about to say sorry you can't ride with us because you've missed the explanation and we have to go now. And she's like, hey! And the woman's like, oh, don't worry, I ride, I'm very comfortable. Uh, to the horse instructor lady. And we're all like, oh, God. <laughs> um, just very, so so proud and so shitty, uh, and very comfortable. And then the woman's like, oh, but you need to, like, w- w- I'll go over the stuff with you because just legally you. Which, like, even, to- if, even if she was an expert, like, uh, steeplechase Olympian. <laughs> This, we already know two things about this stranger. One is that she 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 may or may not know how, know anything about horses, but we we know she knows nothing about group dynamics. <laughs> she has she has walked into a group of people who have who have who have she's fifteen minutes late and and she's just announcing to all of these strangers here. It's all right. I'm an expert. <laughs> yeah. Also, she, I've been around enough horse lady uh, instructors to know that the first 15 minutes is all bullshit. Yeah. I'll, I'll get there when the horse riding starts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the horses tend to learn a thing or two from me, to tell you the truth. <laughs> and also, like, the instructions were a favor to all of us, which, which they are. Uh, as, like, as, uh, as we will learn. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we, we all uh, were, assigned, were assigned horses, and as they're assigning horses, the horse instructor lady... Um, the the hill says uh, uh, it's very important when we go out that we stay in the line that we go out in because horses are like people and they dislike some horses and they like other horses and some of these horses are very particular and like it's very important that you stay in this specific line so we know that we get on our horse my horse's name is Bergen and um, 
we're so we're sitting. I'm sorry, I was just thinking about Bergen. Um, Bergen. Bergen. So we get on the horses, and I know that during this time, like she's going over this explanation with this woman who's ridden horses and is very comfortable. We get on the horses. There's a uh, there's a pin where you go in like a circle, just so you get used to uh, controlling your horse and going the, in this line. So she's so she uh, the the horse instructor lady leads us out in this line, and we start going around in the circle. I'm second in this line, and this woman who is very comfortable on horses is kind of towards the back of this line of, of 10 horses. We're going this line, I, like from the very beginning, the horse instructor lady is saying to, to the, the I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call her Blondie, she was blonde. So she says to Blondie, uh, you, no, no, you're out of line. You're Because she was taking, her horse was going like in the middle of the ring. Everybody else is in this line and this woman who's so familiar and comfortable with horses, her horse is like kind of veering out. And the lady is like, no, 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 you need to go back. You need to go back. And she's not, she's trying. And she says, you need to go back. And then, the, and then Blondie says, uh, look, I heard you. <laughs> she's, she's put off by all the, I <laughs> uh, right already. I don't know how to ride a horse. I get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the woman's like, no, this is actually important. Like the, the, the... Is she leading her horse? Is she coloring outside the lines? Like, is she, is she, is she, I don't know. Yeah, is she like, you know what? This is beginner shit. This horse is going to ride an elephant while I ride the horse. I'm gonna, where's the... <laughs> yeah. Well, and while, she, because she's out of the line, the order gets all fucked up because the horses are are used to like traveling pretty close to each other. So we're on our second uh, go around this ring. We're about to go out on the trail. We're coming around the, the, the side of it and uh, she's, the blondie is trying to get her horse back into this line of horses. And as she does that, she spooks the horse in front of her and the horse freaks out. I've never seen anything like this. The, the horse gets really scared and horses are bi- big. Uh, as big as a horse. As big as a horse. <laughs> they could eat a smaller horse. <laughs> uh, when they get hungry, they just lick their hooves. Uh, so, they, so, so, so the horse gets super spooked and throws this nice mother off of the horse, bucks, and like the, she falls to the ground. The horse is going, <laughs> now, tr- Try again. Try again. <laughs> it's, it's okay to get it wrong the first time. We just find out you don't know what else. Even, even in a speaking spell? Like, I thought that, I, I really. Just try to go, try to put yourself back in that moment and do the horse thing I, again. I really thought I was going to have a Michael Winslow moment. I thought that was going to be really amazing. Just let, let it go. Just try, try one more time. It's like, like, like the, the, the mother. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. I think that's a swamp horse. I think we're. I think, I think there, there was a loon. <laughs> Certainly a loon. All right. So, 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 a, woman, so a woman is dead or maimed. Or she, she she gets thrown off the horse, and the instru- like everybody's silent, and the 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 instructor's like, still, still, everyone be still, everyone be still, don't move, don't move, and she has to jump off her horse and calm down this horse and keep her from smashing in this mother's head. Um, and and so she she calms down the horses. Everybody's silent. She's still telling the women to be quiet. She takes the spooked horse back into uh, the stable, and then and then we all follow suit. This woman is still still on the ground. So I don't we don't know if she's like if she's dead or if she's just being still because she's she needs to be safe. Obviously, we get all our horses tied up, and then she's like I call out like Are, are you okay? Not that I'm the hero, but. I, I asked her if she was okay. And she, 
She was okay. They called the the medics over, and she was fine. She was bruised up. She was just still because she was she was she was told that she was supposed to be still. And we get all tied up with the horses, and everyone is. I mean, I know for, I don't know how everyone was feeling. I was feeling so happy that this woman's head wasn't smashed in. And uh, I hear Blondie on the other side of the stable say, "So are we not going out?" <laughs> <laughs> She can't get a break. <laughs> she, <laughs> I had the shittiest day today. They started horse class too early. <laughs> then the bitch teaching it tells me I gotta learn it anyway. Then some other bitch's horse throws her off. I, what's when's it gonna be Natalie time? So, so what, what? <laughs> Natalie time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think her deal was? Do, do you think that she used to ever ride a horse, or that she was cocky and she was just like, or she just was full of shit? I mean, I, also, what I, business did she start? I want to know about that too. Well, it's, a, she, it's an overused term, but I, I'm going to go sociopath. On the, uh, I'm going to say her general yeah. problem is that she has no fucking she, empathy. She, or, 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 or was she like like such a good horse rider? She's like, like there's a horse riding thing. I lo- I grew up around horses. I've been riding horses since, since I was a little girl. And you know these these trained horses like they don't want to ride in a line, man. Like, like <laughs> yes, I, I, but that person. I, I, I'm gonna go outside the line, and she fucked up and spooked the horses. Like, I, like did she like did she fly too close to the sun, or was she just a complete <laughs> lunatic? Well, I don't know the answers to all those questions, but I will. I just want to say in, in in response to that, if if she was any of that, if if it start if it was did come from a place of her being a horse expert or anything like that. She's also a sociopath just from her behavior. No, no chimpanzee walks into a group of, of chimpanzees where they're outnumbered and, and goes like, head chimp here, out of my way. <laughs> Not sorry I'm late, sorry you're early. Uh, 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 any mistakes will be on me because yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I, 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 no one would bother to write that insurance and check. No, no concern for, uh, for the woman that had fallen? Like, was she okay? She was okay, but uh, no, that woman showed no concern. She didn't no concern connect those dots. No. She, didn't, she didn't go, she didn't go, you know, Cause and effect. can't help but feel like uh, it's a little bit on me. Like, like, like just the, even the story would still, she'd still be a shitty person, even if at the end she was kind of like, huh, I kind of, kind of feel like maybe I should have just uh, come on time. <laughs> like, so, it'd still be like, yeah, it, fuck you. It, it but was, she didn't even do that. She's like, um, you know, if this, <laughs> if this class is going to take any longer and involve less full-speed horse riding, I, <laughs> I want full my money back. Uh, so, 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 so the end, the, the, the ride was over, canceled? That the was riding over. was over. Everybody uh, everybody left except for um, me and a couple other women that wanted to hang out with the goats and the... <laughs> and there's there's like a little. I think you goat. buried the lead on this story. <laughs> there are these goats and this llama that I had become kind of close to. So I was. Uh... Was this camp called unique? <laughs> it is a unique. What camp. if it was a? What if it was just a dream I had? <laughs> so I have I have a quick beef that I didn't talk to you about. Uh, 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 but re- really quick, the reaction afterwards, like it was obvious what had happened, but the way that everyone everyone said to each other, like. Like almost in a way to deal with the trauma like oh well I heard horses just do that sometimes like they just like there's no predicting what happened like maybe a bee like flew in the horse's nose or but it was so clear what had happened and I kept on like tra- like looking around at people's eyes like is anyone else gonna talk about this but no no one else even the woman that was injured like didn't like really? inj- I think she she knew I don't she know she was injured 
Well, the woman who the woman who fell off, she uh-huh. was bruised up, and she was very sweet, but she was very excited that she was the one who got thrown off the horse. So, <laughs> really? um, yeah, I mean, she's you know, some people are happier when they're the injured one. Um, and well, she she was there. Her business was uh, thrown off a horse dot com. <laughs> no, but she's the blog. It's like uh, <laughs> she's well, no, that's not that's not fair. I want to I want to I want to retract I want to retract that. She she was she was she was very sweet, and then the woman that was the, uh, the you're calling or a sociopath. She deals with luxury eyewear. And she looks... Case closed. (laughs) I didn't even say that as a thing, but all right. So sorry, what was your beef? Oh, well, um, I saw Tom Kaufman at the Rick and Morty's writer's room. Uh, Because he's a writer there. (laughs) Yes. I I see. Yes, yes. He looked on Instagram. uh, There were people... uh, Somebody took a photo at Unique Camp. So that's my beef. <laughs> Somebody well, had their phone. The, the, because Unique Camp and that whole scene, they're very good with all their social media stuff. There were 10 or 20 photographers the entire time. But like all the pictures from camp are already up. Right. And like they were the people that were in charge of the camp were Instagramming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, a society where you can't Instagram, but the government can. <laughs> Aaron, makes me nervous. Aaron, so you said you said you changed your your your, your description of yourself. What, what what did it evolve to later on? But like, I, I already said. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I thought I thought there's more, more evolution to that. At the end, I was like, mm, scuba. <laughs> <laughs> I invented the space shuttle. Scuba surgery. Now, did you come away from a other than a good horse story? Did you come away with any <laughs> any insights or any knowledge? Like any good things you can apply to your life? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, prove yeah. Prove it. Pr- prove it. I will. You'll see in the next <laughs> next five years. No, I mean the thing I took away was just just integrating all of my skills into like one finite thing. And I was talking to Dan about a project I'm very excited about. I'll tell you about it too. Oh, thank you for applauding. Uh, <laughs> it's it's killing Jews. She got. <laughs> She got the podcast listener, I just said it's killing Jews because people were applauding a project without knowing what it was, and Hitler was mentioned I, earlier. I, I, I thought you said it's canned juice. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, now that we're all in full disclosure, I thought she said cunt juice. <laughs> I love that the I real thing can, is we that, can we combine all three of those things? <laughs> Look, I know I have something going on, <laughs> really great going on here, and I've got to share I, I have it. been a canned juice. <laughs> canned juice. No, it's not canned juice. It's a very, it's a very obvious, obvious thing. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it suck that you that that, that every every joke is this kite that we fly now and it has to have this tail on it to keep it from crashing into? Oh God. Well, in full disclosure, because of what I just said, I did not hear the word kite. <laughs> yeah, that's you heard kike because you hate the Jews. Uh, is that what, didn't she just say that? Was that the dot you were connecting? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm but, sorry. I'm one step behind. Uh, anyways, but but fuck that. Who cares? The only worst thing is fucking talking about it. Let's just let this neo-fascist movement fucking eat itself. Uh, and I, I I I will be silently watching in the corner with a big bag of popcorn. Because I can make jokes about kittens, man. Uh, let's, so, sorry, let, sorry. Let's hear one. I, 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 the, what, no, uh, the, uh, the, when you told me that, that horse story, it made me 
flashback to when you told me once when you were a kid, you were like this obnoxious kid, and one of the things you did was you were like, how old were you? And you, and, and you did the exact same nine, thing that this nine, woman yeah. did in the story, except you were a kid. There, you went to like this horse riding thing, and you... But you you were just a, like this sweet little girl and told them like I I ride horses all the time total yeah. lie yeah it was, when, ju- it was when my family lived overseas and we were uh, we were exploring around England and I went to this thing and I told them that I had a bunch of horse riding experience. because you wanted the fastest horse or you thought you were gonna get a shitty horse if you told them you weren't I, think, uh, I feel like other people can relate to this I maybe not just exclusively women but like it feels like with horses like oh I know you know what I mean like it doesn't seem like if you haven't ridden a horse it feels like well we'll just get each other and then you just like that <laughs> you just got on the horse and fuck sounds like yeah. a fairly brothers movie that you, well, just, like, <laughs> you got on the horse and just fucking yeah, yeah. and the horse Every, did yeah everybody everybody was in a line but i had talked about how great i was at riding horses and this 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 nice teacher like wanted to empower me i guess and everybody was strapped in a with a like rope to rope to rope and i i had never ridden a horse and i was like this is my chance and I did like I did what I had seen in the movies and we took off down the uh, down the mountainside and the instructor had to go after me because I, I immediately was like ah! I clearly like had never you know when you see it in the movies it just I mean National Velvet was my favorite movie as a kid and I just figured oh I'll just bear down and I'll be fine <laughs> Uh, yeah. I love that all your childhood stories are stories about you just like being the worst, like leaping and then maybe glancing uh, <laughs> where, you, where you've leapt. You're yeah. just kind of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, and then you're like, uh. Aaron, uh-huh? was Blondie you? <laughs> <laughs> she was the shadow you cast. No, I do like her confidence was was pretty amazing. Um, I think she was very, she was very petite and looked very young for her age, and I wonder if maybe like. Because people usually see her as like a young and condescend woman, to like, her and condescend to her, like she 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 needs to approach situations that way. She's like, probably gotten way more, especially as someone who lives in America and makes uh, what did you call it, fashion eyewear, like 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 like, like <laughs> luxury, luxury so, eyewear. Somebody yeah. whose job does no, does not usually involve like uh like like hand-to-hand combat I don't know what I bet she's gotten way more way more positive results but the ratio of positive results to yeah. negative results for false kind of forced <laughs> assertiveness it is like seemed, higher it seemed like bad behavior from someone who's not necessarily a bad person because I interacted with her later and she she was just totally cool it was just like just I don't know just really shitty but behavior. it is like a parable because it's like it's like it doesn't I mean you the people that get fucked over I mean, I guess it happens on the freeway every day. It's like, I don't know. It's just like, you see that like weird look on people's faces when they do shitty things in traffic and they're kind of like, you just, you project all this information onto them. Oh my God, this, Kevin was saying the same thing. <laughs> about galaxies. Uh, but, uh, but, but like the, the biggest nightmare of all is that when the person's like not even mad, you kind of want people to be malicious more than you want what so often seems to be the reality, which is that they just, they're just like, they just, they're not thinking about other people. They're just like these mannequins that are like driving a car and they just like, I have something to do. And they'd be so shocked if you, and then other people who are like having a bad day, like they, they intersect with this behavior and then they're fucking now they're, that person's mad 
and they go like like what the fuck are you doing i'm i'm all i'm like what the fuck like like you just pulled out into like i saw you you're the look on your face you're like a fucking turtle behind a wheel like you just you're just looking for a fly but you're in a world full of people with three ton automobiles there are pregnant people babies giraffes everywhere <laughs> i went too far but 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 and and then, and then but then those people like if you've ever actually like gotten mad enough to honk and then make eye contact with them and flip them off like kind of like kind of vent your outrage at their carelessness they more often than not they're like they have this look on their face that's like like say moi <laughs> They're just kind of like, like, oh, you, oh, me, my, my, my day today. Someone gets mad at me. What did I do? Well, or they, or there was a mistake. It's always a mistake. Right, they didn't yeah. mean to. No, I mean, except for maybe like a weird Quentin Tarantino <laughs> character. Nobody's like going out there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ram into people or almost cause car accidents. But, yeah. but they also like they don't. They don't, they don't, they're not angry at people, whatever. I'm, what I'm saying is, I think that's more terrifying. Because why weren't you, why, why, why weren't you thinking about other people? Why, 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 what you're, you're, this is, I mean, I can understand not seeing like, uh, that the light turned green or something. I don't know, you get lost in thought and people behind you honk and that's irritating. And we've all been there. We've yeah. all been behind that person. We've all been that person. Like, like, I bought for, a student driver magnet. But I'm talking about not, 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 not looking, not driving. I've officially become middle-aged. And listen to my podcast. <laughs> I will bitch about young people driving. Can I add a correction? I listened to the, to the last week's episode, which is, which is really fun. In the episode, you were talking about oh, baby boy. names and Dan, and you asked Dan what baby names I wanted. Dan named two names that he said, suggested that I hate <laughs> Connor and uh, Cormac Cormac those are two names that Dan literally was like what about Cormac what about Connor I was like eh. <laughs> I don't remember that <laughs> so I'm very like, sorry but you like Paloma I do like Paloma yeah, yeah. Well, Maxwell Maxwell nope <laughs> is your name Maxwell no, it was from the podcast. Oh, from um, your former D and D character or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I do, I do like, I do like the name Max. <laughs> My D and D character, Maxwell Artfall. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, or was that my Shadowrun character? I can't remember. Uh, what, was, uh, what, what was Night Night Moves? Uh, Nightblade. <laughs> night, night Moves. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what Dan said to the ladies uh, when he was. Oh, uh, one more thing, and then we'll bring Spencer up. I, I, you, you were telling me a story from camp, and then you started crying while you were telling the story and telling the story. And I was telling a story at the Memorial Day barbecue mm -hmm. where I, I couldn't, I could not, and I don't think it was that drunk. I'm sure it was. I'm sure there's some chemical involved. I'm sure I had enough liquor in me that maybe if I was dead sober, this wouldn't happen. But I could not tell this story without crying. I was trying. I was talking to two guys, Chris McKenna and Tom Kaufman, I think. And I, was, I was like very incentivized to not fucking like, be crying while I was telling this dumb story. And I couldn't get through the story. And then that was happening to you at dinner tonight. Or actually, well, it was happening because you were telling about how it happened to you at camp. What was the story that you... Oh, it was I, about the, <laughs> the, the uh, swings in Montreal. I, I thought in Montreal, there's this artist that put up these swings in the middle of like a central area. And they ha they're lit at the bottom. And when you... 
when you swing on them, they play music. And when the artist installed this piece, he was just thinking it would be this beautiful thing from far away. You see lights swinging back and forth, kind of like the, the light post outside of uh, 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 LACMA. Um, but the... Uh, I wonder if I'll cry again. I'll just, I'll just, we'll That's see. That's what I want to, so, I want to. So, so there, there are all these, there are all these swings and, uh, I don't know, like 50 different swings. What he didn't anticipate was that, uh, people would swing, people on the swings, like, started interacting with strangers and, and started working together to, like, make music on the swings because they all made different, they all make different songs. So they would say, like, no, you go this way, you go that way. And there was a picture of, like, a, a man and his daughters and he's, like, holding the swings and they're all moving together. And this woman was explaining this as part of her presentation and I was just uh, weeping and then I cried at dinner. And I guess I'm all out. <laughs> but, it, but it, yeah, so it was just very like I was trying, crept up on me and how curious, moved like, I was by they, that idea. Are those things like sponges? Can you squeeze them? Do you have like three times to tell that story? I was I did when we were on the road. That guy told me the story about his his fiance, and I found that when I was telling the story, I couldn't I couldn't do it without crying backstage. That's so that 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 night in on the road. I think I don't can't remember what city we were in, but. I tried it, and again, I was—I think I cried on stage, right? Because it was like, yeah. But but and, and then at, 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 at the Memorial Day uh, barbecue, I started recounting how we went to NASCAR, and because uh, we were, we got invited there. It was the year I got fired. It was uh, right before we got fired. The head of Sony is like a NASCAR enthusiast, or they sponsor a car. Sony sponsors a car, maybe, and uh, and we we went to this NASCAR thing and. Tacoma, it's a subway thing, right? Whatever, and, and and this woman that came to meet us, who was like the head of Sony's assistant, um, she sounded like uh, like 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 j- 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 uh, 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 Gloria Steinem, the the, the uh, J- J- Jeanette from uh, the, the Ghostbusters secretary, Annie Potts character, like was it Janine, 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 which is uh, how I imagine Gloria Steinem. Um, she 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 had that. She was she was like that. Archetypically, like Jersey, and, uh, like, like, and she was like three and a half feet tall, and she and she had like I remember I was having horn rim glasses with chains, and like was very very herb, uh, attired in a very urban chic mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. but greeted us uh, at the at the arena and was like was like you are gonna love NASCAR, it's a delight. Um, yeah. the, the the drivers are so amazing, it's a great experience. People just love it, and it was like it was such. A weird. It was not a NASCAR personality, but and I, we, we, Aaron and I kept like. But she was very like intellectual too. Like she was very smart and, and, and we thoughtful. Kept, we kept falling back and going like, "Is she forced to do this? Because she shouldn't be forced to do this." Like, because if, if she, you haven't been to NASCAR, it's all it's all very white. It's all very Christian. Like a God is a big part of all of it. Like there's constant praying, and it, it doesn't seem like a place where so where, where, a, your, where a just like a nice Jewish woman would want to hang out. What's ever. her backstory? She's very nice. She shows us where the sandwiches are. She introduces us to the driver of the car. Yeah, everything is very uh, heartland, uh, you know, wasp, waspy. Is it no. in California here? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. the Pomona Speedway probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The fun- oh, Fontana, yeah. right? Fontana, yeah. 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 Um, so, so, so at a certain point, we, we, we go, I go, uh, I'm, I'm going to broach it. I'm, I'm going to go, so whatever her name was, um, how does, and, and I, in that space she goes, how does a New Jersey Jewish girl end up being a blah blah blah? Like she 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 like summed up the whole thing. Like, 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 and, and so it took took the whole burden of it off of where we're, we're like we're like yeah 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 yeah. How, why, what is this action figure doing in this playset? Um, 
and she goes, well, you know, and she starts to, re- she, she recounts the story. It has a real answer. And the answer is that when she was a kid, her dad was <laughs> going to cry. Cry, cry, cry. Her dad was really into cars, and she would sit with him and uh, fix cars with him, and then he died. And then she, was, she explained that. It was fucking amazing. Uh, and I can't, cr- I can't say it without crying because it's – I don't know. It's just now, stories like that aren't sponges that you can, that, that, that you can ring out. Like you can say three times and all the tears are gone. There's certain stories that you, may, you might get better at telling and eliminate the parts that are potent. Yeah, like I could maybe steer around that with my jet ski, like set waypoints, Grand Theft Auto waypoints that that I know will avoid combat with my emotions. But it's 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 weirder to me that there's like a point in there where it's it's an uncontrollable emotional response to something that's it's not random because there's an emotional component to that story. A father died and all this stuff, but something is happening to me because Aaron said someone said told me you could. You're telling the story. You couldn't stop crying, and you, you try. Uh, uh, it's just like, I, I thought we, I thought we agreed that story was funny. Like, like it was just kind of I a funny. I think he's not like the worst. Oh no, I'm sorry. In the world. I don't, no, no, we both agreed it was touching, but I'm saying that you, you were surprised because it wasn't like we were bawling that yeah, day. Yeah, at the time it was like kind of a not, not, not laughing at her in any way, but it laughing at a like, oh, this is such a, such a seemingly like really touching, like obvious, like on the nose, like create like story. That's For me, like. Uh, Father and son, mother and daughter stories in movies, uh, like those always get me. Like, like I, Frozen's a good movie. It's not a great Disney movie. Like, I, I'm a sucker for Disney films. Like, I, I Frozen, eh, it's not, it's not great. But, but like, still, like there's songs when there's moments in it where like sisters or like family stuff. I'll just start crying. I'm, a, I'm a pushover for that kind of shit. You gotta let it go, Jeff. I, let it go, let it go. I'm I, I to watch, uh, young male friendships get me sandlot and stand by me like li- little little boys that are friends like yeah. i just gotta i just want to watch those i just want to watch them we got, i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you a white van for christmas <laughs> i want you to live your can you get me a big uh, uh baseball mitt decal for the side with free beneath it <laughs> i don't know i want i want to attract the right kind of boys um <laughs> The ones that like baseball. There's there are certain scenes in certain movies that are absolutely meaningless to other people. If I, if I describe a certain scene, I will start crying, and I've done it a million times. I cannot like there's certain things that affect you, and I, I'm well, I'm a crier. We, I think we've, we've discussed this. I mean, you could cry, you could fake cry on cue. People couldn't tell the difference, so I can't fake cry on cue. I, I can't just like, like like produce a tear without like actually like going through something. But I, I can cry on camera. Right. It's a it's it's embarrassing. Because one time I did a pilot. I did a pilot. Oh dear! I did a pilot, and it was two doctors, and I cried on scene. And the director walked up and goes, "Okay, Jeff, that's a little bit much." <laughs> I was like, "All right, I didn't have to cry in that scene, did I?" It didn't say any cries. I, I just started crying in the scene. That I thought, little boy doesn't retrain his brain. He'll be dyslexic t- until sixth grade. No, maybe it was like. <laughs> it was like I, it was, was meaningless. I just thought I'd really get an Emmy in that pilot that never aired. When I was in the when I was in the fifth grade, I was in a Christmas play, and at, cer- at a certain point, um, the chorus came out with these big plastic lollipops, and we we're supposed to be dancing with the lollipops. And in rehearsal, the director had said, like, like pretend like you really want to lick the lollipop. And I misunderstood. So in the play, when, when everyone came out and everyone's dancing with the lollipops and going, like, for the podcast listeners, just, like, gently, like, away, air licking the lollipop, I was licking and, like, pretending to eat the lollipop. And I was forgot to dance, was just standing there like I was eating. 
Yeah. Um, and to get notes after a one-time production of a show. They, yeah, they're just worried you're going out into the world. <laughs> they're not even worried about next yeah. week's show. The, the show is closed. Now, here's personality like, notes. Aaron, uh, Aaron McGathy, the world is full of scissors, so we need to talk to you about your behavior on stage yeah. tonight. Um, yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't watch that uh, Michael Keaton's My Life uh, uh, fucking when the dad starts shaving them, look it up. <laughs> when the dad starts shaving them, yeah. Michael Keaton shaving in My Life what? plays a terminally ill oh, uh, man who is oh. who's Nicole Kidman is pregnant and he's so he's making he's taping his life or he's taping he's taping he's making tapes that his kid can watch. Uh, this doesn't affect me at all. I can roll my eyes describing this. Michael Keaton's making tapes because he's going to die so that his kid can watch Michael Keaton after he's dead. Um, uh, home, you know, I mean, don't flatter yourself, uh, Dad. But, uh, but, but, but Michael Keaton's dad is like, the, I don't know, it's something, something pheromonal must uh, come off the screen or something, his relationship with his dad. It's just, it's just a lack of a relationship. And then he's not even telling his family he has cancer for a while. And then there's a point where Michael Keaton's too sick to get out of bed and his dad is shaving him with a straight razor. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's, his dad shaves him. Oh, <laughs> it's fucked up. I also once cried at the end of Doc Hollywood, so you go. <laughs> you figure it out. That was just drunk. That was just fucking drunk. I went on a date with a girl. What, what year did Pretty Woman come out? Anybody? 90. 90? I went on a date with this girl to Pretty Woman, and I cried. Cried. As cried. You have. Uh, and she cried too, but like I was like, I was crying harder. <laughs> Because you feel like a little hooker. <laughs> you want, you, you want to, yeah. I haven't you, seen the movie. Look, I, you go back and I, 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 I had a no kissing role, but I found out that you have to break that rule sometimes. <laughs> I haven't Wait, seen it. Are. Oh, Billy Elliot. Remember, you haven't uh, seen the, it? The, the, oh. the film Billy oh. Elliot. I also oh, haven't seen Billy Elliot. Little I saw, boys. I saw that boys. with a friend. Like, it was, I, I, wasn't the girl I was dating, like, it was like a, a, a friend of mine. And we went to the Los Feliz 3, a little tiny theater, and we saw it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching it. And it's about a, you know, it's about a little kid who wants to, uh, wants to dance, and his family's poor, like working-class English family. And the, 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 family, the mother dies. Father sacrifices everything to get this kid through dance school. And at the end, he comes on stage, and he's just swan-like. And it's like and it, uh, and when, 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 he, when he jumps in the air... When he jumps, spoilers, everybody, if you haven't seen Billy on, uh, 30 years ago, uh, he, he comes out and he's an adult. And what they, do, what they don't do in that movie is make a big thing about him possibly being gay. They, they don't make a big thing about, well, you're, you're gay, son. They don't, they don't do that. They're like, you want to dance and I'm a coal miner and I can, or whatever he's, whatever he's mining. I can't afford your lifestyle. I can't, I can't send you to classes. I can't do that. So they do that. And that's, that's father-son shit. That's amazing. And then at the end, when he, now he's an adult, and they cut to all of a sudden he's this huge, fit, sexy, older, or no, older, he's probably 18, 19, and, he, and, he's, and he's, 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 he's like the, 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 the swan and swan lake, and he comes out and does his leap. And I may cry when I say this, I, oh, but I've told it too many times, Dan. Uh, and, and, and they cut to the father, and he goes, and he sees his son leap in the air, and he's like overwhelmed by it. And that to me, I cried so fucking hard in that theater. We got in the car, I live 
at the time, like six blocks away from that theater, I had to pull over because I was driving and I couldn't. You're watching see. in your car? No. I cried in the theater. And oh, I, and then I, you're I, still I, crying. I, 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 was, I was embarrassed. I mean, not, I was not. I was not embarrassed about crying. I was not embarrassed about. I was. I was af- afraid of affecting other people's movie-going experience because I was being so. I was like sobbing, and so I was trying to muffle. Like I, I was really. I broke down, and then uh, we made it to the car. And I got my shit together. Or no, we were the last people to leave the theater. And we got in the car, and I drove home. I had to pull over because I couldn't see the road because I was crying so hard. And I had to stop three blocks away, and I was still just completely overcome by that. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Get a life, this guy. <laughs> you know what fucked me yeah, up? Yeah, it's no, it's no Doc Hollywood. <laughs> I, got, I got all fucked up by the Lego movie. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see me? Did you know I was crying next to you? I, I did not know you were crying. And usually I'm always that was watching a tough, tears. That was a hard one because it was right on the fucking bubble of what's allowed to make you cry versus what's like just forcing it and like yeah. hoping you cry, which I don't want to give a fuck out of satisfaction. It's a goddamn Lego movie. It's literally I, about corporate plastic. <laughs> and, so, and I was like, I know you want me to cry. It's a fine written movie. You did a good job. Has anyone but here it's seen not it? cry. For me, it's, it's musical crescendos. When, when a simple story beat happens and the music swells, I'm fucking, I'm game over, baby. I think, about, I, I, think, about I, think me, I think it me. had a lot to do with Did Will you? Ferrell. I think he's a really good, like, 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 yeah, like stranger yeah. than fiction. Like he's, if he wants to, he can. I think that's why he's so funny. I think he's a really facile. Did you did you cry during uh, Meet the Robinsons? To anyone underrated movie? Anyone like Meet the Robinsons? <laughs> I never saw it. Uh, wait, what was Meet the Robinsons? What is? See the uh, yeah, that's good. Have, uh, Fox no, and the those Hound. Guys are good, yeah. Fox and the Hound is my ultimate. Oh, good. Disney stuff and they're me two. They're still little boys, wait, what's but they're Meet animals. Meet the Robinsons. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's Meet the Robinsons. There's so many meet. There's so many meet the. Meet the Robinsons is about the the young orphan who's an inventor, and he finds a family. No, I haven't seen that. I was watching uh, the original Sabrina with uh, Audrey Hepburn, uh, and it uh, starts off. And I, who's it? Um, is it William Holden and Bogart? Who's who's in it? Uh, nobody knows her. Uh, but it starts off like these rich people partying, and they pan out outside, outside the party, and uh, they go up this tree, and there is this. Uh, the chauffeur's daughter from this rich family, this rich New York family, she's just in the tree watching these sexy rich people party. Fuck that movie. And, 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 and they, 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 go up, they, they go up the tree and they just cut to Audrey Hepburn's face and I was watching it at home alone and, uh, I, and I just hit pause and broke down crying. Really? Right, it's such a beautiful story but Audrey Hepburn is too beautiful in that, in that movie. Like, I think that you, <laughs> yeah, you see, lose I, the, they, like, they, they, the, they, the they, impact of that story is so lost on beautiful little starfish. I'm not defending the film or the plot or anything. I'm just saying that when they cut up there and you see her looking at that, and it was that moment like so well-directed of somebody like being on the outside of something, and you cut to her eyes, and she's so beautiful, and she's like so like unique. It's, it's, it's one of those moments where I had to hit pause and just like, like come, I just came apart. I do that a lot, so that's not really saying a whole lot. Are you saying I, you, you were just crying at the be- her beauty? No, 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 not, 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 her, not her physical beauty. There was just that moment. Like, How are you not weeping oh, no, right also, now? I'm sitting no, like, there's, there's moments like <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. What's the, what's the fucking movie? Uh, Holiday or some shit? Was it her Roman and Holiday? No, not no, not Roman Holiday. Uh, this one, it's uh, her and. What's the one with Cary Grant? Is it Cary Grant? Fuck, now I can't think of who it is. It's and, called uh, Fart and, and, and he, he, he's like he, he's like a. He's kind of like a socialist anarchist. Like he, like he should be. Like he should marry the rich, uh, the rich heiress, but he wants to go away and be like do his own thing and not become a capitalist. Huh? 
Then, at any point, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn turns. Like, right, she, 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 she's the uh, like she's like the uh, the the not sexy sister. Although Catherine Hepburn's like, gorgeous, and she wants the guy, and the, and the guy leaves, and the door opens, and she sees him, and she turns to the camera, and Catherine Hepburn has the ability to always look like she's about to like cry or say something amazing, and she just turns to camera. It's one of those moments where like like the uh, somebody like like tweet me or put it on some sort of forum tell me all the details about that there's a moment where cinema like the director the actors the script all comes together and somebody just turning the camera and the way it's lit and the way it's shot that can just hit you like a fucking lightning bolt and like that's like that's my favorite stuff in the world and at the times that's That's what happened in Doc Hollywood (laughs) (laughs) you gotta watch it oh you know you know who I always call Doc Hollywood yeah. Glory gets me too. I uh, glory just glory glory. <laughs> Gl- yeah, glory, glory had a shelf life for getting. I think glory got me in high school, yeah. and then I started to go like, "Fuck, these poor people are all just dying for rich people." And anyway, I'm just angry watching it. Um, but uh, monuments, man, I, I, I started crying because Hitler lost all his paintings. <laughs> I mean, I've been wanting to say that for 15 minutes. I thought that was that funny. I, but I'm also distracted. Did, 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 is this a friend of yours? This, this young lady? Did she leave because the show was terrible, or did she? Uh... I'm so much more focused. And guys, uh, she's, guys. I feel bad about where she's sitting. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's because your feet were in her face. I, oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm sitting at a, I'm sitting at a certain angle. And I want to keep the volume at the same place so the person I'm talking about doesn't know that it's happening. But there's a fellow right over... Oh, shit, he woke up! This guy over here. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you okay? What's your name, man? What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Colin. Colin, you all right, man? I'm sleeping. Because, like, you've, you, you, I've been watching you struggle with this the whole show, man. Like, you, you've, you've been head in hands. Are you high? Are you a little, like, a little tired? Or what's going on over here? A little bit of both? Colin, trip? I could be wrong, but have you ever fallen asleep at a UCB show? <laughs> I feel like I've seen you sleep before. <laughs> oh, 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 I thought you were being defensive. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, Aaron, no, we're not no, trained I, improvisers. When I saw him, I was like, that guy fell asleep at my show at UCB. Colin, you've been over there. Like, you're good, right? Oh, see, a guy just brought you a water. Oh. That's great. Guys, Dustin Marshall. That guy is podcast producer Dustin Marshall. Colin, I, I'm just glad you're going to make it, man. Uh, where'd, you fly, where'd you fly in from? Or where'd you, where'd you travel from? I drove back from Zion. From oh, Zion? Nice. Where, where's Zion? It's in Utah. D- wait, don't, oh, in Utah. Oh, I think you can't know where Zion is. The robots will find it. <laughs> so, it's a little Matrix, Matrix comedy, man. <laughs> Classic. That's what we do here at Harmontown. We sneak into we Matrix comedy once in a while. Are you good though, man? Okay, good. I, th- I thought you might have, you know, some serious shit going down over there. He's just a little sleepy. sleepy. What a nightmare to no, be. But, but, no, he was stirred from your sleep. He wasn't just sleepy. He was wringing his face and he was like rubbing his head. Oh, uh, he like, said. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do when I'm going like, God, please don't fall asleep. I know this show is just three people talking about movies they liked. <laughs> But it's so much like being Moment. in a car, just going down the highway from Zion. I don't know what's real anymore. What was going down in Zion, Colin? You, you, uh, oh, I was doing, I was doing some canyoneering. You do some canyoneering? Oh, yeah. Okay, the shit got fucking more interesting, doesn't it? 
<laughs> what, what does it take to canyoneer? I'm, I'm not familiar with the, with the canyoneering lifestyle. Yeah, get up. Uh, go, oh, right. go, go sit at Spencer's table, uh, Colin. Get, get on the microphone. No, no, come up no, to no, the... No, sit, sit down over there so you can fall asleep possibly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Colin, what, are you a canyoneer by trade? Not by trade, no. <laughs> what, what would he no. sell? I don't, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what a canyoneer is. He might sell rope or arrowheads. I don't know what he does. <laughs> Well, if you uh, Colin, we, we need you. Uh, we need four uh, canyons today. Just uh, make a list. Uh, <laughs> These arrowheads are going out the door like hotcakes. We need more canyoneering to happen. The overhead's so tremendous. <laughs> Tell me about walk me through as as a as, a, okay, as so, an outsider. So, so you know mountaineering, like yes. climbing a mountain. Well, this, well, this is canyoneering, so you go down. So you descend into you canyons. Descend down into. But then you're gonna come be, back uh, up, right? Is no, a joke? Is a joke? You, why, why did you canyoneer? Because it isn't there. <laughs> Wait, we, no, we canyoneer. You, he said, you know the old yeah, saying, mountain climbing. No, you have to climb up. Yeah. And then, then you descend down into a canyon. How do you know when you're finished? Like a... <laughs> oh, so for canyoneering, it's the opposite. You descend down, then the yeah. hard work lay ahead where you have to climb the fuck out. You, you don't have to climb out because you get to the bottom. Isn't your car up there? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, just, you just live down there for the rest of your life? Okay, sometimes, sometimes you can go from your car, hike up, and then come back down to your car. Or you set up a shuttle... So when you get to the bottom, canyoneering yeah. has shuttles. Someone, someone yeah. will pick you yeah. up. Well, well cool. sometimes it's a, it's a long walk back to your car. So, <laughs> right. What is your favorite part of canyoneering? Clearly not the walk back to your car. <laughs> <laughs> do you like going? Do you like uh, going down more, or so? Go, so, so the or, or going back up. The, the rappelling through through. We, oh, so you actually rappel. So you're going down cliffs you're and harnesses, shit. And, um, we had to wear wetsuits. What? Yeah, because it's get it get, it get you, wet. Oh yeah, we had to we, Why had to, we had to swim because we had to swim in these canyons. Jesus, and, and uh, you're like a Navy Seal. <laughs> okay, let me ask it. So 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 when you're repelling, you're in the movies like the people they uh, you're, are you are you are you driving uh, metal into rock? No. Okay, so so that's like rock climbing. Okay. They're, they're, they're he's going down. An, so they're he's... setting. Oh, so you could tie something up at the top because you're they're climbing up. How do you there. anchor yourself in at the top? Like, uh, well, we we repelled off some rocks. You just, you just, just a pile of rocks. So you just yeah. tie off on a big rock and hope that that rock is. And hope, yeah. hope that well, Looney Tunes well, rules don't apply. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can use a nice big tree, but uh, yeah, no. What do you I set prefer, an anchor, a rock or a tree? I set an anchor that was just a pile of rocks. So you you the, go down into a, you go down into a canyon. Yeah. Ostensibly, your shit is up top, right? You, you, so so yeah, you park your car at the the, the you know. I feel like he's annoyed with these questions. <laughs> the, the trailhead. You 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 hike to. The drop-in point, right. following some very vague directions. Sometimes, sometimes it's very difficult to find it. Right. You get lost. What's some? And, um, and then you climb down, down into the canyon. And, and when, it, once you're down there, the, how, how do you get the? Your rope is just tied up there. It just stays there. Is there a way to get it back off, or do you do like an Indiana Jones thing with the whip, where it just comes oh, off? Okay. Or? So, so you throw one end of the rope down. Right. And then, and then you block it off so it can't go any further. Mm-hmm. You rappel down. And then you throw, you have to have a rope that's twice as long as the rappel. Right. So you can throw the other end down 
And then when you all get down, you can pull that other end. Oh. oh. Right. I would do it wrong because I didn't even get that. So, is there so, any so, 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 so one of your friends has to not be a canyoneer. It has to be up at the car getting your rope back. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. when you're done, you get back up there and you fucking pull it back up. That's no, where the no, car no, no, is. No, no. The car's by the tree. <laughs> Basically. So when you, when you get down to the canyon, do you guys have a little party down there? Do you guys set up camp and fucking make marshmallows and shit? Or? Uh, well, it depends. Sometimes, sell each other. So, so, sometimes <laughs> there's a canyons that are long enough to uh, to facilitate like a three day trek through it. What's what's a good canyon and what's a what's a bad canyon? What? What? Like when you're like obviously. <laughs> obviously he's not gonna some, talk shit about a canyon. He's a canyoneer. Uh, obviously, like he's some, making all the Arrowhead money. Obviously, some trips are better than others. Like what makes like oh yeah that was a that was. Deep or like that was. That was cavernous, man. Straight up cavernous. <laughs> that was not convex it, 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 it at all. It definitely depends. It depends on uh, what you're there for. See, I like. I like what are the, you there I for? I like the challenges of like some down climbing and uh, some of the problem solving that comes with setting anchors and. What's bad canyoneering uh, form? Like, where are there any like faux pas? Like, like do, you, do you ever like be, do you ever be going down a, uh, down into a canyon? You see some someone else going down the canyon. You go, that guy's doing it wrong. Well, yeah, there was a there was a story. This group, well, it wasn't really a group. It was two people. It was this gentleman and uh, his priest. <laughs> That's already the wrong way to canyoneer. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems pessimistic. <laughs> No, but but uh, yeah. I got no. a bad feeling about this. They, they, Father, uh, will you join me? He wanted to be baptized in this canyon or yeah. whatever. So so, so, so his poor priest is like, okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I don't I don't know what they, they were thinking, but they went into the canyon with flip flops, <laughs> like tank tops, like some shorts. And a backpack full of camera supplies. Um, no water, no food, no helmets, and no rope or, or descending. No camera. rope? <laughs> they somehow managed oh, they they, they, to they, get they were their way down this butt scoot canyon. down the hill? Yeah, yeah. They, they somehow managed to get down this canyon. And uh, they got <laughs> stuck on the opposite side of this pool of freezing water. And they, 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 they couldn't get across. Who did who told you that story? The the group I went with actually was in that canyon. They were doing the canyon Jeez. with all of their gear and whatnot. But were and they his came sense across washed away? These two people. <laughs> and so I was just I I, I I not to digress too much, uh, but but to, somebody was telling me that you, you you watch the show? It's a reality show called like I Should Have Died or I Survived or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. I have. I shouldn't be I alive. Shouldn't be alive. Yeah, uh, I've heard of it. I, I should have died was too negative. They workshopped it. <laughs> I should have died. I don't want to live. <laughs> um, there was a start. Somebody was telling me about the show, and they're like, "Yeah," and they're telling me about this couple that was like, "They should have. They should have died because they kind of went off into the wilderness unprepared." But the thing that was amazing to me is that at a certain point in their story, they come across like when things are really dire already, they come across a corpse. 
an undiscovered corpse of a guy that had more equipment than they set out with. A fucking Chester Copperpot uh, to their goonies. Like, like they, like, like, and it was like a fucking emaciated, skeletal fucking dude by a river that was like, yep, I found water, not enough. And, and, and they, 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 the way they survived, this is so fucking sad. I don't know. Are you, you going to cry know. again? No, no, because it's sad about just reality. It's a sad joke that God plays on all of us. Like, the way they survived is that the, the guy, this corpse had a lighter in his equipment, and the guy just started setting forest fires. <laughs> Until, finally, they caused enough of a problem <laughs> in terms of climate, <laughs> in terms of global economics, Wait, that so, vehicle so showed the guy up. got lost. They got lost. Found a corpse. Yeah. The corpse had a lighter. The corpse had a lighter, and it and worked. And then he just started lighting forest fires. Yeah. Hey, Colin, would you? Would you what do part it? of that story do you? Uh, 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 <laughs> just, that's just, yeah, he's just being incredulous. Dan, uh, how about this? We, let's bring Spencer. Up. Colin, would you mind coming up on stage and playing D and D? Yeah, yeah. You, would you? You know, we have a let's real, a real canyon here. Let's bring Spencer out. <laughs> You'll be great at, uh, I assume, because. It's like simulated wilderness. What what's happening, you guys? Hey, Spencer. So, sorry, it took so long to get you out here, man. It's we, uh, cool. we, we we met a sleepy canyoneer. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I saw. Uh, just real, real quick. Large musical movie swells make me cry too, Jim. Oh yeah, yeah. Musical mm-hmm. musical oh, yeah. swells. But yeah, baby. yeah. Just that's getting that out of the way. I don't think you said this, but I know Colin. I'm oh. I'm, I'm friends with him. For oh. real. Oh. Yeah, yeah. See, Wait. I was just gonna say, I bet you really like Colin because you're fucking, you're a coyote. Fi- I'm being glib, but you're you're into you're into life hacking and wilderness kind of. Not that you're a big camping guy, but yeah, we definitely trade coyote notes. Sure. <laughs> Spencer, there was a there was sorry, Spencer, there was a coyote, several coyotes up at the camp. Yeah. Did oh, Spencer. Spencer has been telling me. He Spencer drives me to work in the morning. He's been telling me that that since that podcast, I don't know if he connected the dots, but since that podcast, you you've tell, told me that you've been seeing more and more coyotes gathering around your apartment. <laughs> like you didn't put it that way, but I was like, I think they heard the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> they well, want to I mean, throw down. I wouldn't put that that way because it's not factually accurate. Like when I dropped Dan off at his house, um, I was driving home and just like you know a couple near his house, I saw a coyote there. All right, nearby. And then I see him all the time at Griffith Park because I drive by in the mornings. I oh yeah, say, it's not near your place at all. Coyotes yeah. are tra- finding you though. Coy- yeah, yeah, we're hanging out and stuff. Co- coyotes are marauding through my neighborhood in Los Feliz. And uh, uh, my, my neighbor, uh, Paul Rust, his cat got eaten uh, not so long ago. Yeah, it's sad. I see and, those signs. And, and he said he, when, he, when he walks his dog, uh, uh, he, he goes out, and, uh, if it's 2 a.m., and, and he, he'll open the door, and the sound of the leash jingling is the, the dinner bell for coyotes. Oh. They know the sound of doors opening and leashes. And so there'd be a big-ass pack, and you wake up in my neighborhood to the sound of, a, of an animal being absolutely murdered and screaming, and then people coming out and throwing wine bottles and like whatever's at hand and throwing Wait, shit at coyotes. Wait, this is in your apartment? Yeah. Uh, what, you live in a fucking what? I, let's go. Coyotes come down by the dozen. Not at the dozen. I'll say, 400. We are the 400. 
50 yards from us. You'll see. Yeah, no, no. You, 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 you'll see like one coyote, three more, five more. What? And, they, and, and they come down in packs and they, and they go down. Come and down they, from where? Come, come down from the, Griffith Park. They, they, they cross Los, they cross Los Feliz Boulevard. You can see them sometimes crossing like in little little caravans. And they, and they come because of the dinner bell. They, they come down to eat cats and they come down to eat dogs. Well, and I, 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 my dog cat is, goes outside. Yeah. A dog, a dog across the street. The house, uh, maybe like about a month, a month and a half ago, I heard. I mean, I can't do an impression. Aaron, do, do an impression of a dog <laughs> do, getting eaten. Do a, a dog being eaten. Yes. What kind of dog? Uh, a small dog, high pitched uh, terror. Okay. Oh, those are the coyotes. All right, now. I just came. I just came. Someone's jerking off of that right now. I, uh, I imagine that, but ten times worse and louder. And, and, and then okay. people were. <laughs> I said, imagine it. Um, but, like, no, it's, it's, it's fucking. It's, uh, it's bloody murder out there. The coyotes are getting real good at it. Do you and, think they could get into my backyard? And don't be a doomsayer. Be a supportive, uh, if enabling, yes. friend. I yes. Will, I, will, I will say that absolutely yeah. they can get into your backyard. But there's a lot of bushes around it. No, so. they I mean, get they Our get backyard in. is surrounded by bush in our backyard. You know, like pump. not from your front yard. They'd come in through the back. There's Although, jump down that wall thing. You, 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 but, no, but they would jump all back. that distance. No, yeah, 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 seven foot wall. I mean, they probably can't get back up easily. But yeah. Well, that would serve them right. I'd like to see that coyote. It'd be worth him eating my cat, just to just have him trapped in my backyard. Dan and I had a raccoon problem, and we kept on catching the neighbors. Be right back. I got a friend you want to meet. <laughs> no, I don't think your, your backyard's surrounded by other houses that have front gates and stuff too. So it's probably it'd be difficult for them to get out. I, I just see them cruising, like patrolling from door to door, and they go in and out. They of, do, yeah. They go check out like uh, back gates and stuff. Yeah. They were. Uh, I mean, one came tooling down. Fucking. I thought he was just like a drunk coyote because he, <laughs> he was just coming down. Avocado? What's it? Little Doms? We were eating outside of Little oh, yeah. Doms. And he's just down the middle of the road, like fucking an REM video. Just like, everybody hurts. Everybody hurts. Okay. Um, it's like, the like, end of the world. <laughs> but, but we had Harvey, and he was a puppy, and it was like, like he, was, he was like, just, uh, it's crazy. Uh, there's a family of skunks once in a while that will just decide to take up shop in front of my front door. And they're adorable, because there's mom and pop and a couple kids. And they'll just cruise up, and they'll just sit on my front door. And, the, and there's a, a Mexican standoff that happens. Like, they're not going anywhere. I'm not approaching them. It's just, it'll be midnight, and they're just, just, just adorable little little polecat sitting there. Yeah. And they just look at you, and then the, the dad or the mom, I don't know pole which is which. Polecat? Uh, skunks, yeah. Is that skunk? Is that racist? It, <laughs> uh, you made it racist. It's got to be offensive to somebody. Uh, aren't skunks polecats? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Also, Mexican standoff. Mm. <laughs> no, so, 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 In Las Vegas. <laughs> okay. It's a, a gentrified standoff. <laughs> it's, a, it's part Armenian, part gay standoff. <laughs> Given way to a, a nice place with wine yeah. bars. <laughs> do um, do it, skunks make noises? No. I, I've never heard them Maybe make like noise. A if, they, if you hear something, it's the sound of them spraying you. I, I always stomp my foot like on the pavement. I don't fuck with skunks. Because one time well, skunk... I don't fuck with them. I just, make, I just make a nuisance of myself and hope that they... Yeah, spray you with the skunks? <laughs> no, I want to scare a, a them. Skunk, I, I don't know what happened. When I lived on Talmadge, that shitty apartment, uh, Talmadge and Franklin, 
uh, a skunk, I, I don't know what happened, but the skunk must have exploded underneath my door jam because I, um, for a month, I couldn't even be in my apartment because your eyes would just water. Like when, it, when it's in close quarters like that, it's like, it's like a neurotoxin. It's insane. Yeah, that stuff's, that stuff's crazy. Sorry, Colin. Sorry about that. All right, Spencer, we have... He's, he's exploring a new canyon tonight. All right, but real quick. A kind of, a kind of valley of entertainment. I, a, a dangerous rocky ravine that knows hope, no bottom. Hope you doubled your rope. <laughs> Colin, Colin, before we uh, before we have you play possibly Kamel's character uh, yeah. in this, uh, uh, anything that makes you cry is, is, there, is there a trigger for you that gets you teary? Flatlands, mountains, yeah. <laughs> hates them. <laughs> yeah, like in film or music, or you see a, like a nice sunset or a, a certain kind of thought crosses your mind. I, I and nothing really actually. Are you a comes crier? Mind. You're not a crier. It, it, so, sometimes when it strikes me, it, it just, I, I can't. Uh, I can't think of a. Time. There's not a genre that makes no. you cry. You're not much of a crier. Not though. Really. I mean, it's not like you're so rock solid, but you're not. You're not like so, so, super sometimes emotional. Sometimes there's like a there's a there's a moving moment in a movie, but that'll get you. I, that'll get me, but I, I can't really think of any. How old are you, Colin? I'm 25. 25. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, uh, Demorge was so amazing playing Mulrane Sedana. Uh, I'm just gonna pick up where he left off. I'm gonna do it his style for now on. <laughs> All right, Spencer, you, are you good to go? Uh, yeah. Sorry yeah. to make us wait so long. Uh, hey, it's cool. I'm, I'm not feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play. <laughs> That's the perfect music cue. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sound of my stomach. This is Wait, the can, can, can you can you can you DM your your stomach problems right now for us before you get into that? Gurgling in the soft darkness of the sack, you feel that not all is where it should be, but soon it would get there. I don't know what that means. That sounded right, right? I don't know. What up? Should I keep stomaching? D&D. Yeah! When we last met, our heroes had just joined forces with the secret order of the Seekers of Paradise. Charles Hoffman, their gnomish leader, shared with the heroes a magical tablet, which Quark activated, causing a dangerous and deadly rift to open, sucking our heroes through to unknown lands. After licking their wounds, Sharpie and the gang found themselves in a new land, the Isle of Paradise, where they encountered Yomiji, the angel guardian of the Isle, who demanded a joke, a joke which Quark gladly supplied. Yomiji relented, accepting the gang's worthiness and showing them to the plants of paradise. The gang found the fabled Tarragon of Virtue and used it to force Admiral Darkstar's spirit out of Christaburg, initiating an epic ghost battle. And after several blows, the ghost pulled a desperate maneuver, possessing Yomiji and taking control of his body. Then Sharpie declared a retreat. But would they truly be able to escape Darkstar's wrath? Or would they end up charred bits on the end of Yomiji's flaming shovel? Find out on an all-new Harmon Town. All right, so I think we all agreed we were running at the uh, at the end. We're gonna right. we, we cliffhanged on running. Uh huh. Yeah. I, so you guys have all that tarragon of virtue. You got several clumps. You're on the floating Isle of Paradise, floating high above the land, and it's an island. So where are you running to? I have, a, just, just, I, I have a question for a Sharpie. Uh, what does what, what is this Tarragon of Virtue capable of? What, me? Yeah. You're asking me? Yeah. 
Uh, well, you can use it to do what we did, which is get our friend uncursed. I mean, it's it's. But can't can't we can't we go back and attack Yomiji with it? We can try, but I tried to feed him some, and it was just he's really big and scary. So, but but I, I'm, 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 I'm well, we're running while we're talking. I, I say I, I have my armulet of uh, of spring, and we're in a fucking goddamn like I've been waiting for months game time for us to be in a place with growth. I forgot I had it. I could entangle his ass. All right. Uh, so so uh, should I go back and kind of lure him along after? Is he chasing us right now, Spencer? Oh, yeah. Okay, so fucking all right. <laughs> I, do, uh, I, I look around and see if there's any sort of like wood, wooded areas or, or uh, like bucolic kind of things. What's bucolic mean? Uh, <laughs> verdant. Sure. Okay. The whole aisle is, is very verdant, but it's it's not super vegetated. It's kind of sparse. Like, even if you tried to hide in the one copse of trees on the island, I'd see you. <laughs> or right. enemies, you know. Sharpie, is that enough growth for you? But my armulet uh, of spring, which has the kind of entangle thing to it. Yeah. Like, that is how, how reliant on verdantry is that? <laughs> Well, the armulet's not. It has you know, It has vines as part of it, and it shoots off those vines. Oh, you're you. shitting me! I could I could use that on a space shuttle. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! I always thought it was like entangle. Yeah. Well, Mulrain has the entangle spell, so she could do that. But yours is part of your artifact. So. Jesus Christ! I was like Boba Fett the whole time. I could just. <laughs> What, yeah. Are you saying we should turn and fight? Or, or I, mean, I, I look around and see if there's any canyons nearby. <laughs> no, it's like it's it's an isle floating in air. All right. It's like a magical island, like a desert island with one palm tree kind of thing, but with more than that. Uh, All right. I say we small. Wait, wait, you know, so, not so giant. So we have nowhere to run to. Let's, no, let's, it's an island. It's in the air. Let's turn and fight. Well, Rhode Island's an island. Uh, <laughs> There's lots of places to run. If you go there, you could go to New York. You could go to Pennsylvania. Rhode Island's not an island, though. All right. It? Well, maybe that's why. What, 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 if we, what if we try to light him on fire? Burn him down? Uh, just light him on fire? The guy? Right, right. Isn't he like a, a He's monster? a blazing angel. Oh, he's he's already angel. on fire. He's he loves angel. being he's, on fire. He's, he's, he's got a flaming. He shovel. woke up on fire and he said, "Look, look, yay!" I, I think. Can I, can I, I think our only chance is, is, is using this tarragon of virtue to uh, to uh, release that. Uh, yeah, he just he defended. He uh, you tried to use mage hand to get some in his mouth and he blocked it. It's just right. a, maybe it was just. Why, a bad why are role. we trying to feed it to him though? To get the well, you, that's another point. Well, because <laughs> the, every every time we do that, we've done it twice now, and and the spirit comes out of him and it goes to someone else. Now it's in somebody that. I'm not going to say we're... Well, if we kill him, it's just going to come out of him, too. I mean, this is just... This is like net neutrality. This, this, it's like it makes you want to give up. You know, people from Comcast are working for the FCC. Everyone that used to work for the FCC is working for Comcast. Who, who, who got us up... How did we get up to the Isle of Paradise again? You, uh, you activated Hoffman? a magical tablet that sucked you through and damaged you. It created this portal to the island. That portal uh, still exists. Let's go back to that portal. Oh shit! Yeah, if we're gonna run, let's run correctly. Yeah. And then, and then have him chase us through. Uh, well, I mean, that, then he just then he'd just be in a gnome village. He could fight the smoke monster from the cigarette store. Remember that guy? So, so we don't care about the gnomes. Let's, yeah, let's go. I mean, to the we portal. don't. I mean, we're, we've never been good people. <laughs> but we, we did our job. We, we got we got Christopher healed. Let's get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah. yeah right. Sounds good to me. Head for the portal! All right, we, we run to the portal. You run towards the portal, 
and it, it, it glows softly. It's covered in dazzling polygonal shapes that kind of slough off of it like some sort of spray or water. It's magical. It looks painful, though. Like, you recall when you went through it, it hurt pretty bad. Your skin was rent from your bodies in some places. You remember that as you run towards the portal and Yomiji chases you. Should we try to get him to go first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the last second, let's all just jump out of the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't, I don't mind stopping, spreading out, and kind of like, you know, attacking him from multiple yeah, directions. Yeah, I, 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 I said we put up a fight with this guy. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, but but here's the thing: this is just table talk. This isn't. I'm not taking a turn having this conversation, but I guess I should because this is what our characters are saying. I could talk about this all day, but instead I'm just going to talk about it. <laughs> if we kill him. It's the same effect as putting tarragon in his mouth, which is, seems to be an endless... There's no fucking end in sight to this. This dark star ghost comes out of him, right. and it goes into someone else. It's, it's like Vietnam. This is our Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't killed him. Maybe, maybe it just but we killed some when he dudes. dies. We killed... Uh, I mean, we... Wait, didn't we kill somebody and then the ghost came out of him? Uh, you stuffed you stuffed tarragon into Charles Hoffman's mouth. Oh, okay, so we did that with Kumail. We did that with Charles Hoffman. And, okay, so we have never maybe, actually killed uh, an entity that had this thing. Maybe, in and it. I True. and I know I know I just said that I was committing to playing like Demorge, but what if what if I with my supplies built? Here we go. <laughs> Don't fall I, off the wagon, just yet, sweetie. I'm not I, falling I, off the wagon. I was just making a joke. Oh, it was felt real. No. Uh, oh, no, but what if? What if? Because because we uh, he jumps into like uh, the nearest. Is he jumping into the nearest vessel or like the most? Uh, no, I think it's, I don't think so. I think it's more random. It's random. Like is he? How? So he's able to travel to like something far away. Like if there, if we if we made like a decoy vessel that we could. Burn like if I was to build like an ogre with a crown and be like, "It's the king of all the ogres," <laughs> and have him there and feed him the tarragon. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna jump into this king," and we'd be like, "No, it's made out of yarn." <laughs> like, and then we would set it on fire. Like, it just, is he able? He's able to just travel. He travels. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sharpie. I think maybe he's just around forever. Well, I, what, what do you, I didn't make him, I, and also I don't think he can go into sticks and stuff. I think he it's, can't go into sticks. What if we took a pig's heart or something and put him in the? <laughs> Let's just try to kill him. I, I, I turn and fire an arrow. There you go, Colin. <laughs> Sleepy Canyoneer. You fire an arrow. What's the damage on that? Because uh, you hit one d six. Okay, one d six plus what? Four. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dealing six damage to Yomiji. Yeah. He takes an arrow in the thigh. Uh, right, so we're fighting this guy now. I, well, he is. I, I, I produce my armulet of summer, and I create my fire armor. Breathing yourself in fiery air, or armor. You feel the fire's warmth. Do you want to do another thing? Yeah. I guess I don't... Activating I is don't, pretty quick. Once I'm on fire, I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> oh, speaking of fire, the whole island's on fire. You, you lit it on fire, you lit it on fire uh, Quark, in the last episode. I did? Yeah, I forgot. Okay. 
fire blazes all around you, uh, choking <laughs> smoke. <laughs> Why'd you light the island of? I don't remember that at all. You used a, a flaming, uh, a flaming. Flaming sword? Well, Far sword. Maybe, maybe I, I we fire, should take this fight through the portal. I fire five fire arrows, which I guess are just arrows. Yeah. yeah. You can only do three. Is three cool? It says I can fire five arrows at once. Uh, see, Demorge could do four with the with, with the Wisterber bow. Demorge, Demorge was so great. And I think that used up his I'll only. take three. That's fine. Okay. It was, it was a really good job. I mean, Whisper Arrow and read the sheet. <laughs> Two of your arrows strike true. The other one, it uh, it just goes into the grass, the burning grass. But two, two. Yeah, two arrows just plunk into each of his shoulders, dealing Aha! a total nineteen damage. Yeah, yeah! I'm gonna adventure yeah. you to death. I call it my armlet of winter and call us a, a snowstorm to put the fire out. Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> Smoke coalesces into clouds which sprinkle sleet onto the fire. It, it starts calming it in some of the less fiery areas, but the blaze is still largely burning. It's just more contained now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you guys. It's helping. <laughs> but that doesn't take very long. That's like activating the Is that thing. my whole turn? No. It's not? No. And then I go into a, uh, I go, I go into a, a rage... And I, use, well, I, I do powerful blow. Powerful <laughs> blow. <laughs> and then Pretty he just starts woman. talking about unbreakable all night. <laughs> I mean, it's really good blow. <laughs> Going into your rage and striking a powerful blow. You do so. What weapon was that? Mighty greatsword. What's the damage? That's uh, 2d8 plus 7. 2d8 plus 7. Dealing 23 damage. Fuck you! Oh, do some blow. Powerful blow. If you're listening at home, kids, you just got to do powerful blow. <laughs> Helps you beat the angels. <laughs> That's good. That goes out to four schizophrenic kids. <laughs> Put me in your note. That's all I ask. I don't want to be in a... <laughs> it would be a guaranteed biopic, but I don't want it. Uh, <clears throat> am, is it, is, am I up? Sure. Uh, I, I, I want to use my... Uh, I want to cast Mage Armor just because... I, it's not because I'm selfish. No, it's good. Cool. I'm just weak. I, I need extra protection. Touching your clothes, they become stiff and armorous. <laughs> and then if I have time left, I'd like to try to ensnare this angelic biatch with uh, my Armulet of Spring. All right. Activating your Armulet of Spring, you attempt to do so. And uh, he gets caught by the legs, by your vines, and kind of, he can't, he can't move so well. He's, he's not immobile, but he's definitely kind of stuck, right. you know? Not great. Okay, we we got him where we want him, you guys. Yeah, yeah. call him. So he starts he starts oh. swinging his flaming axe around, and um, he's trying to just you know generally start fires and attack people in his general vicinity. Um, he doesn't hit anybody, but he does manage to strike kind of uh, the entanglements, and he 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 slashes those off. Lame. 
And then he shoots eye lasers. But he misses. <laughs> not your day, Yamiji. No, it's not. Uh, that would be Colin's yeah, turn. Yeah, I, I, I want to try to sneak up behind him. Yeah. All right. Putting stab, on your be- best sneakingness. You try and sneak up on him. Uh, you're not very sneaky, but you are behind him. I, I am behind him, though. Yep. I, 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 I uh, stab him with my poison dagger. With the poison dagger. Use that poison dagger to my heart. I hate it. <laughs> Stabbing with your poison dagger, your knife sinks into his angel flesh. But uh, it doesn't seem to do any damage. It's weird. Just doesn't. Maybe it's because you weren't sneaky enough. Hmm. Sorry. Um, Will it be Jeff's turn or is it Moran's next? No, Moran's. Sure. Not today, Yomiji. Uh, I am going to use my. <laughs> was that was that your turn? <laughs> she yeah, cast magic singer. <laughs> uh, it's about to get really hot. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Okay, I'm gonna use uh, I'm gonna use my whisper bow. All right. And I'm going to whisper in Elvish. You you whisper with your whisper bow, but it only works once per day, so your whispering is in vain. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> you can still fire three arrows, but not not the whisper bow style. Okay. Well, I so so I guess I I I do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also blow up a balloon because nothing matters. Firing three arrows, two of them fly off the island, never to be seen again. <laughs> but the third. <laughs> Hits Yomiji right in his pectoral and deals four damage. Ha ha! Burned. Spencer, what a surprise! Uh, oh, sorry. Moment of clarity. Moment of clarity. Let's see. Uh, it comes always comes after doing way too much powerful blow. I cast Morton Kanan's Rock Bottom. I cast staring too long in the mirror. <laughs> I, I, I summon sponsor. <laughs> summon my spirit sponsor to help me get the powder out of the tile grout. But, uh... <laughs> it uh, it lets you not be as crazed when you're in a rage. Okay, can, can I can I use that and do a uh, a, uh, a, a a power attack? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. All right, so I, I take my mighty great sword and I, I, I summon my moment of clarity and I do a. Uh, where, where am I in relationship in relationship to him right now? Uh, you know, in front maybe. Uh, how, how tall is he? He's uh, twelve feet tall. Twelve feet tall. All right, I go. I. It, I'm, he's, uh, is he kind of standing with his legs apart? Yep. Okay. I, I come running in and I, do, I change it. I do a moment of clarity, far sword attack. I run between his legs and do a far sword and try to cleave him right in two, right up his wiener, like through his head. <laughs> I, you only got one far sword for day, per day, also, I think. So, let's um, be out. 
Say what? I think you only have one far sword. Okay, then I just do, I, I just jump and do a great sword right through his uh, through his crutch. In summoning a brief moment of clarity, you weigh your options before launching yourself directly at his scrotal sack. You've gone from pretty woman to monster. Wait, can I go back in time? Can I go uh, back in time a little bit? Sure. Can, can I put a little tarragon of virtue on the tip of my sword just in case and see if that does anything? Yep. All right. I I, I, I go over whoever has a tarragon of virtue. I put some on my sword. And uh, just in case, there might be like like a poison, like or uh, some sort of magical thing. And I, and I, I do the, I do the same attack up the up the up the up the butt. Swinging wildly with your power attack, your powerful swing is not as accurate as a normal barbarian style non power attack swing, and and just nicks him in the leg. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> what about well, the femoral artery? Don't angels have those? Not angels. <laughs> It was a bunch of shit. What, a, what, what, what about demons? Powerful. All right, it's, it's ten or three. Yeah. When's it? When's it? My turn. It's your turn. It's your now. turn right okay, now. So check this out. <laughs> Make it count. To dust baby. this bad boy. Make off. it count. Why don't you pick on someone our size? <laughs> Reduced person. Oh. oh. Smallinus, ordinaris, giantus, angelus, come humanus. He does so, shrinking down to six feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Scribbledy-dee, scribbledy-doo, what once was large is now like you. (laughs) Cliffhanger! Colin, the sleepy canyoneer. Aaron McGaffey. Spencer Crittenden. I'm Jeff Davis. Thank you, everybody. Your mayor, Dan Harmon. Thank you, Zach. Uh, Zach, did you just thank Zach? And Zach McKeever and Dustin Marshall and everybody here at Meltdown Comics. We love you all. Drive fast and take chances. Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. 
Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. 